You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast, where you'll learn how you can use direct-to-fan marketing strategies to grow your fan base and generate income from your music with no record label, radio, airplay, touring, or press. And I'm your host, John Ojaka. Thanks for tuning in to episode number 37 of the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. Now, in this episode, we're going to be talking about branding. Now, branding is one of those those terms that gets thrown around a lot. I think I think people think they understand it. I'm sure I'm sure some of you do. Uh, But more often than not, I think there's a lot of confusion around the term. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what it is. I think it's a word that's used somewhat incorrectly. And uh, we're going to try to tackle that. We're going to talk about what branding is, at least from my perspective as a direct response marketer. Uh, We're going to talk about why it's so important for musicians. And we're going to talk about how it ultimately factors in to your, your marketing and your ultimate success as a musician, at least as as that success pertains to your marketing campaigns. Now, um, This episode, well, this is hopefully one of a series of episodes where I'm going to just kind of tackle one chunk of of the of the music marketing manifesto process or the direct to fan marketing process uh, and really break down some of these these core themes into simple uh, uh, episodes, because there are a lot of things that. I kind of talk about in passing a lot, and I think I think each one is crucial and important. Um, and instead, we tend to focus on the broader strategies. And so, I want to talk about in the next handful of episodes, at the very least, I want to talk about specific aspects of marketing, things that get overlooked but are are really really important, at, at least from where I'm sitting. So that's what we're going to do. It'll probably be a shorter episode because we don't have a feature interview, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, before we get into branding and talk about that a bit, we're going to take a, a brief break. Uh, I do want to remind everyone, uh, if you enjoyed this show, please head on over to uh, iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to this podcast. Leave a rating and review. Those things really do help. Uh, You can find us, of course, on Spotify. Add us to uh, your favorite playlist. And if you like what this podcast is all about, you like the strategies that we talk about here, uh, and you'd like a little bit of guidance uh, in the process of becoming a better marketer, then I'd urge you to check out uh, my my course, Music Marketing Manifesto 4.0. In that course, I teach you uh, the complete A to Z of the of the very strategy that I, I've been cultivating for about a decade now, which has helped uh, thousands of musicians at this stage, many of which have gone on uh, to chart on Billboard and iTunes and Amazon, CD Baby, and you and you helped one artist recently get nominated for a Grammy, and the and the list uh, goes on. So you can learn more about Music Marketing Manifesto at musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash mmm4, or just head to the site and you can find it in the main nav bar. Now enough of that. Let's take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to talk about branding. All right, back in a sec. You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto Podcast. Hi, this is John Ojaka. I'm a former Interscope and Warner Brothers recording artist who gave up on the major label rat race and began pursuing direct-to-fan marketing strategies back in 2007. The techniques I developed worked so well that they helped my very first client set the all-time single-day sales record at CD Baby and land a position on the Billboard charts. In 2009, I launched Music Marketing Manifesto and began sharing my music marketing strategies with others. Since then, my program 
programs have helped thousands of musicians learn to successfully market their music, many of which have landed on various Billboard, Amazon, and iTunes sales charts. They even helped one artist land a Grammy nomination. So if you're a musician and you need help growing your fan base or generating more income from your music, then musicmarketingmanifesto.com can help. My flagship program, Music Marketing Manifesto 4.0, is in its fourth edition and will teach you how to build an automated marketing funnel for your music. My program, Music Ads Workshop, will help you master advanced Facebook advertising, and the Insider Circle is my private mastermind group, which offers monthly training lessons, weekly coaching calls, a mastermind forum, and over eight years of music marketing strategy lessons. I also offer one-on-one -on -one consulting for musicians who need personal guidance or help with any aspect of their marketing. To learn more, go to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and click on products and services in the main menu. Once more, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com. All right, we are back. Uh, so so what is branding? Well, I think, I think this is where a lot of confusion starts to set in, at least for musicians, when the the real world, big air quotes there, talks about branding, we're typically, and I'm actually reading a definition here, we're talking about the promotion of a particular product or company by means of advertising and distinctive design. So I think that's how a lot of people think of this. It's it's the it's the identity of when, as it pertains to music, when we talk about brand, we're talking about, most people are talking about the identity of the musician. And that's a pretty simple concept. And it tends to leave people thinking about image. What's my image? Uh, what, you know, once you, if you know what your image is, if you know what your sound is, uh, you, then you, then I think people tend to think they know what their brand is. But, from from the perspective of a direct response marketer, image and and sound is actually a pretty small part of of a successful marketing campaign. Now, if you've ever taken any of my programs, then you've heard me talk a lot about something uh, called a USP or a unique selling proposition. This is another marketing term that gets thrown around uh, in traditional marketing circles. And, and it, and it means just that what a unique selling proposition, what is the thing that is unique about you as an artist that is going to make me want to choose you amongst all the other noise that is out there. And that's more what I tend to focus on and what I tend to try to get to the, the heart of with every artist and with every campaign. Um, and to me, to my mind, per my terms and definitions, that's ultimately what your brand is. It's not rocker. It's not, it's not how you look. It's not hip hop artist. It's, it's the, the actual core essence of who you are. It's, it's that simple sentence that if I was a fly on the wall listening to a fan of mine jump in a car with a with a friend after after leaving one of my shows and they said, oh, man, I just saw this show from this guy, John. He's great. He's and how would they finish that sentence? It's the it's the true essence, not some flowery paragraph that sounds like a journalist came up with it, but the actual essence essence, the thing that makes you stand out amongst all the other noise. And this is so important because we're in a time where there's never been more product out there and it's never been easier for, we'll call them companies, but really, of course, we're talking about musicians to get their product to market. It used to be a pretty 
small um, pool you know, of musicians. The distribution channels are very clogged and controlled by the major labels, and everybody else was just kind of a local, maybe if you really worked hard, you were a regional success. Um, but the but now you know the internet has changed all of that and and it changed it some time ago but uh now we can get our music uh in front of people very very easily so it's not enough to just have great songs unfortunately i mean for a few people it might be but for the most part that's not enough it's not enough to have a great image it's really at least in my experience, it's about that story. It's about that narrative. It's about that USP. So whenever I'm sitting down with a, a, a client, a private client, and, and they've tasked me with putting together a campaign for their music, the very first thing I do is just listen. Uh, every project I've ever worked on starts with a conversation that usually goes for an hour or two in which I essentially just listen. Uh, I'm looking for aspects of the story, the artist's story, that jump out at me. And frankly, they're not, they're, or they're they're often not the ones that the artist uh, thinks is most significant. You know, a lot of times I think we're just too close to it and we focus on things that, uh, I don't know, accomplishments we're proud of or aspects of the art that we think are really amazing because they were, you know, inspiring to us. But quite often it's really just the story of, of how you how and why you do what you do um, to give you examples of some more sort of famous USPs, some well-known artists that are out there and keep in mind this is you know there's no book out there of USPs this is just how these artists strike me this is what I would say to a friend if trying to quickly express the essence of various artists you know let's take uh, something like uh, Bob Dylan, uh, if I was to try to express his USP or if I was tasked with coming up with one for him, it would be uh, one of the he, that Bob Dylan is one of the greatest uh, song, greatest lyricists of all time uh, who he, who combined tragedy and comedy and really introduced intellect uh, to modern popular music of, of, of the time. Um, if it was. Uh, Iggy Pop, you know, this uh, hardcore 70s, somewhat punk rock uh, musician who was uh, reportedly, I don't even know if this is true, but reportedly uh, discovered, uh, passed out in a gutter by David Bowie. Uh, if it's the Velvet Underground, I'd probably say they're this completely artful band that's sort of terrible um but but completely beautiful and and works as an art piece um even more than it does as a band um it, or if it was well jewel i i, I did uh i did a residency with her uh when she was just breaking like it was a once a week residency in seattle many many years ago and uh when we started playing she was kind of nobody and when we finished playing there was a line around the block so i kind of watched her break and the story that was sort of floating around and still does to an extent was that jewel was this uh quirky uh quirky cute singer songwriter from Alaska who uh, who was homeless who lived out of her van now you know what does that have to do with music why are, why why is it 
why is being homeless or living out of her van have anything to do with um, her music? And why is that something that's important to her marketing? Well, what it did is it painted this romantic picture that aligned with that kind of troubadour spirit that a lot of fans, especially at the time of lyrics driven singer songwriters ultimately found attractive. Um, and you could, you could kind of take, uh, I think that, that concept is true of just about all of those uh, USPs that I, I just outlined. Uh, when you tell me that Velvet Underground is this ugly, beautiful piece of art, uh, if I am that person, if I'm that progressive art fan that likes to be challenged by music, then I know instantly that I'm I'm going to be interested in this. Um, and And I think the other aspect of this is and why this is so important is is that it's because it's that narrative that we tend to grab onto most of us become when we become lifelong fans of an artist yes it is about the music that's an enormous part of the equation if we don't like the music then we don't like the artist but if we like the songs we start to dig deeper and we start to form a connection to the to the artist who is creating those songs and if we see qualities um that we identify with that we want to have in our own personalities if we have an experience if it connects us to even even just sort of mental experiences as we sort of close our eyes and go on the journey that the music takes us on if the textures of that journey are are textures that we want to experience in our day-to-day life or we want more of in our life then we're going to grab on it's going to click it's going to lock uh, in our minds and we're going to become actual fans that's when it goes from just being a catchy song that we're tapping our toes to, to something that we truly truly fall in love with and as it pertains to you guys as independent artists the reason this is important is because when we're going out there and we're marketing our stuff we start off as just another musician in a sea of hundreds of thousands of musicians with another song another another musician who thinks they're amazing who's got another song and they want us to watch it and that it's a it's not a unique proposition and, and unless there is some standout remarkable amazing instant quality and that happens some some musicians are either talented enough or lucky enough to possess something that the moment you see it or hear it we're pulled in sometimes that's just a clever music video sometimes it's an amazing talent or lyric or guitar solo um but for the most part uh the you know let's let's take those anomalous no-brainer slam dunk viral hits out of the equation because frankly they're really hard to uh well almost impossible to reproduce uh let's take those out of the equation and just talk about everybody else which is 99.999 percent of musicians who are talented and have good music but don't have that immediacy necessarily to what they're doing we're all starting off as just just another musician with another with a song that 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 we want them the collective them to listen to and that's not enough so what we need to do is figure out what our core essence is what experience it is that our music offers who it is that we are as an as an individual what what our narrative is you know human beings respond to stories and if we can figure out what is unique about us if we can hone in on that usp that unique selling proposition uh, then we know who is going to uh who our potential audience is and once we know who our potential audience is then we know what 
stories that we should be telling. And if we can tell those stories, then we can form a bond, we can create a connection, and we can capture the attention of of a new audience, you know, as people get exposed to us long enough to turn strangers into friends, and then fans, and then buyers, whether that's buying albums or backing a crowdfunding campaign or a Patreon campaign or buying tickets to shows or merch or whatever it is. That's that's the name of the game. And so it's not enough to say I'm a progressive rock artist. You know, that frankly snore that just puts me to sleep. I don't care. There's a million progressive rock artists and most of them are more famous than you. So, so, uh, I want to know what it is about you as a progressive rock artist that, that I should listen to. Um, uh, a, a popular sort of story that I've told and, and I don't know if I've told it in a podcast or not, but we've talked about it in various courses and things is Jenna Magnus's story. She's a blues artist and a friend, very talented woman. Um, I got involved with her on a couple of releases and when, we sat down to start working together for the very first time. She had already, uh, she was about to release an album. It was only a few weeks away. She had uh, already gone to her mailing list. She had a mailing list of a few thousand people and she had already promoted the, the uh, album and asked them to buy it. And she sold a few hundred copies. I think a couple hundred copies, something like that. And it was pretty much just, Hey, it's me, Geneva. You guys know me and I've got an album available and I'd love you to check it out. Um, and obviously she had more details than that, but that's, I think the same thrust that most musicians take. I'm so-and-so I've got a new album out, check it out. Um, and you know, to me that was, there's nothing unique about that as amazing as the album ultimately was, um, that, that wasn't going to be enough. So I just asked her her story and she told me the story and we were chatting. And the story was at the time that she was this lifelong blues artist who had gone through some really hard times in her life, overcome a lot of challenges and, and bad times. Um, and uh, had uh, eventually been signed to Alligator Records, the world's largest blues label. And then when uh, at some point she wanted to start branching out a little bit. She was always doing more standards and traditionals. Uh, she wanted to do uh, original music and start branching off into some other aspects of roots music, not just strict blues. And from what I understood, the label wasn't super supportive of it. And so she walked away from the world's largest uh, blues label. And as she was telling me that story, she said, um, yeah, man, it's I'm doing this all by myself, started my own record label. It's and she uses the words, it's woman bites dog. And it, for me, it was boom, there's there's the heat that that locked into my head. And I thought, there's our story. Um, and that became the the title of the the first blog post that we sent out to the fans where we really established the narrative of that project. So you weren't just in, in buying the album. The request wasn't just, Hey, buy my album. You guys know me. The request was, is this David, this is a David and Goliath story. I'm a, I'm a lifelong hardworking musician. And I just, in the name of artistic integrity, I just took the hard path and I could use your support. And that was something people could get behind because everybody has felt that they are in a David and Goliath uh, situation, or uh, everyone has felt that they are in a David and Goliath situation at some point in their life. And it also, I think, kind of aligns its struggle. So that aligns with that that core brand of, of the blues artist that she ultimately was. 
So uh, when we did that and we sent that post out to everybody, this this heartfelt blog post about what she was going through and doing and the help that she was ultimately asking for, we suddenly saw, I can't remember anymore, so I might be way off from making this up, but I want to say we like tripled the sales in in a couple of days. So again, taking a list that had already been marketing, marketed to, took the same product and went back to that list and got something like you know three or four times more sales in three days after sending out an email and a blog post because we gave that audience something to grab onto. We gave them a narrative and we couldn't have given them that narrative if we hadn't really ultimately figured out what her USP was, what her unique selling proposition was. And so, so I guess I, to, to distill this into some kind of real takeaway, something that you can sink your brains into and, and run with. Um, I think that we need to kind of forget about this word branding. It has too many old school connotations. It's too associated to, uh, to imagery. You know, when people think, what's your brand? Oh yeah. I'm a hardcore rock. And I'm a metal band. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm this genre or that genre. Um, and, and it's too surface. And uh, I think we need to really, we need to think about, again, our USP, our unique selling proposition. What is it? What is the core quality, the real essence of who we are that makes us unique? You know, why should I listen to your music over the other 15,000 uh, flamenco artists that live in California or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how many flamenco artists live in California, but there's a lot of musicians out there. So many, and a lot of them are actually talented and make great music. Um, despite all the negativity online, you know, where everybody comes in and says, no, they weren't successful because they suck. There's a lot of great music out there that doesn't suck is really well done. That never sees the light of day because it doesn't have frankly good marketing behind it. Um, and and so I think we need to figure out what is unique. What's the unique? Again, let's try, let's try to put this into, into some kind of actionable order. What is unique about about you and your music? And don't and write it down if you have to. But don't think about this like a journalist. Everybody gets given this assignment in my in my in music marketing manifesto uh, 4.0, and they come back uh, with something that sounds like a journalist wrote it. I don't want to hear about soulful lyrics what is soulful what does that mean you know show me don't tell me you know as they say in, in script writing it's not enough to say soulful i need to understand how the lyrics are soulful it's not enough to say powerful i need to know how they're powerful um and frankly uh absolutely it, it is absolutely okay to be incorporating the qualities of of what you do and the life that you've lived, because sometimes that's what makes you unique. Sometimes it is uh, the fight that you've you've had to wage to get your music out there that makes the story worthwhile. Um, you know, I remember years ago when uh, when when Shelby Lynn broke, you know, and she won Best New Artist, but it was her like sixth album or something. That became the story. This this really talented artist who had been uh, overlooked. Uh, for, for six albums only to go on to win best new artist. And, and that was, that was the story. Why? Because a lot of us can see ourselves in that scenario. Who hasn't felt, you know, passed over and passed over and who doesn't hope that there's some, um, some magical bit of luck or some twist of fate that ultimately propels us into a, a greater state at some point in the future. It's the hero's journey. Um, 
that we see in so many of our, our epic films. But but anyway, I'm getting I'm, I'm getting I'm going down that rabbit hole again. What I what it but the point is that it, it is OK to incorporate uh, and f- in fact, more times than not, we incorporate the, the personal side of what's behind the music more than just the sound. It can be either or. It's j- it really just comes down to what's unique about you. Are you singing about unique things because you've lived a unique life? Well, then that's what you're going to focus on for your USP. Is it that you're the world's greatest uh, blues guitar player, well, then you're going to focus on on that. You're going to focus on the skill and not so much the story. What is unique about you? Why should I listen to you when there are thousands of other similar artists out there who also want me to listen to them? And then once you once you've distilled that unique selling proposition into a simple sentence or two, then that should ultimately tell you who you need to target. Uh, are you a loud, atmospheric, um, intellectual rock band? Well, then I'm going to, I'm going to think about uh, targeting fans of Radiohead or other similar bands. Are you a, uh, veteran Marine turned country artist singing about, uh, pain and loss and, and haunting decisions that people sometimes have to make, uh, well, then we know that we're probably going to target um, people who have some connection to military or country music or, America, or, or American pride. Um, and the list goes on and on. But that, that you can see, hopefully, how that USP has informed our targeting decisions. And then we also, once we know who, what our targeting decision, once we know that audience that we're going after, then we can start to put together a couple of key stories to fill out our funnel. So again, it's not just enough to, to write blog posts or create videos that simply say, hey, I'm in the studio again, or hey, I've got a new album, please go buy it. We need to truly inspire and entertain. So now we can tell a key story about our life um, that our audience is likely to connect to. And if we do a good job at that, at the end of reading that story, they will feel that they relate to us, that they understand us, that we uh, that they're part of that. We're part of the same tribe and uh, they they will become open to taking that next step and getting even more acquainted with us. And we we keep doing that. We keep creating content that they are likely to respond to because we know who they are. We understand, of course, who we are and we understand how to make that connection. You know, we, we understand what stories, what web design, what songs, what album cover is, quote unquote, on brand. Um, and we can we can put our best foot forward and the marketing can click. You know, I've said it before. Um, branding and I'm, I'm, I'm quoting somebody else. I think I think my buddy Scott James first mentioned this in a previous podcast or, or lesson or something. But a brand is a, sh- a good branding is a sh- is creating a shortcut to the mind. So when we know all those things, when, 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 when it all is anchored to a conscious USP, unique selling proposition, then everything else makes sense. Nothing's out of place. We've got the right fonts, the right website design, the right logo, the right songs, the right album cover, as I said, and, and, uh, and we're telling the right stories. And if we do that, 
our audience, then it's going to click and people are going to pay attention. They're going to like what they see and hear. They're going to be receptive to, receptive to the music. And if the music is good, then guess what? They're going to become fans. And if they become fans and we keep them engaged and we occasionally ask them to spend money with us, uh, again, whether that's through crowdfunding or buying albums or, or heck, even if you just want to drive them towards streaming platforms, um, it's going to work and you're going to, you're going to have a fans for life and you're going to be able to turn to those fans for support on everything that you do. And it's going to click and you're going to have a successful career. So that's, that's me. <laughs> that's me on branding. That's why I think it's so important. It's not just, Hey, he's got a good brand translation. He's got a good logo or he's got a good look. That's not what a brand is. That that's, that might be part of it. But a good a good image, a good logo does not equal good branding. Um, a, a strong and, and good grasp of your unique selling proposition um, and an understanding of your audience and how they respond to your unique selling proposition does. So let's forget that word brand. Let's replace it in my mind with with USP and let's go out there and and uh, work on that so that everything can can ultimately connect because if you, if you, if you don't have that, if you don't even know what's unique about what you're doing, and I'm always kind of surprised to see how, how many musicians are not, but if you don't know what's unique about it, if you don't know what, what is interesting about what you do, then I can promise you thousands of strangers that you're, you're targeting with your Facebook ads or your social media posts or your Instagram posts, they're not gonna, they're not gonna know what's interesting about you either. All right, that's that's my rant for today on branding. Hopefully it made some sense. Hopefully you got something out of it. If you have any questions, um, well, I guess it depends where you're listening to this. If you have any questions, you can uh, post them below in the comments. If you're listening on my site, you can tweet at me at, at John Ojaka, if you can spell it, I, I dare you. Uh, or you can find me on Facebook or go to go to the website and send me an email. You can you, you can figure it out. All right, that's it for today. Um, let me know. I'd like to. I'd like to know. Do you like this this format? This sort of pick a topic and and just really get into it for twenty or thirty minutes. Um, I want to hear from you guys. Until the next one. Thanks for listening. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can market your music using the direct-to-fan strategies discussed on this show, then head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and sign up for your free copy of the Music Marketing Blueprint. Once again, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com.